0: Do they have country music there? And my mom was like, yep. And I was like, I'm God in. Bless. God bless Texas. <laughs> Consider the Shift fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 you may miss some content, but you also want f bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Work Wife. Where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Mm.
1: work wives it's Cheryl from Grand Rapids Michigan upper management tends to use the phrase we're like family and I've heard that's a red flag can you tell me why
0: oh oh, Cheryl girl (laughs) sit down how much time do you have grab some popcorn (laughs) It's a red flag. It's a massive red flag. It is probably the red flag. The the top notch echelon. It's the reddest flag. Of all the flags. Comedy's uh, trying to get nothing on the redness on this flag is what I'm saying. <sighs> Ooh. Hot take. <laughs> Isn't this whole podcast just hot takes? I don't know. It's fine. <sighs> yeah. I just the reason it's such a red flag is because- where do we even start Uh, it just has
1: so many implications for your relationship with this company and that's where we get
0: really concerned if a company is saying we're like family that means it's a toxic environment where that company is looking to extract more from me in loyalty in taking on more than i'm supposed to in being underpaid and overworked then i care to think about so the answer is no i'll die on that hill
1: we're going to talk about why that's the case and what to look for instead
0: yeah let's break this shit down First and foremost, businesses are a transaction. Families are not. It's an exchange. Mm -hmm. Your time and talent and energy for a certain amount of the day, not all the day because we set our boundaries professionally, 25%, everybody, in exchange for money, benefits, whatever the thing is. This is a transaction. When's the last time you sat down and said, hi... Sister, (laughs) I'm going to provide you my time and energy and talent in exchange for money. Only
1: if and only if you do X, Y, and Z? Yeah. No.
0: In fact, your therapist is going to say if you have transactional relationships with your family members, you're doing it wrong. But a business is a transaction. Period. The end. Your family's not. So anytime a business is trying to tell you that we're like family, they're trying to, I don't know, like lessen that transaction or like make that transaction more one-sided.
1: And guess whose advantage they want that one side to be on, right? Yeah. And that's how you should approach your job, Cheryl. At work, you should expect to give and get things. The giving and the getting is is in service of that Mm -hmm. company.
0: And when you sign up with that company, you agree that they're going to set the terms of the goal and you're going to work towards that goal. Regardless of how you feel about it. That's right. Whereas in a family... Your goal is just to exist together in harmony. Peace, love, unicorns, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> like, I, And I know not all families are like that, but at the same time, like... A company's not a family. Right. The other thing about your relationship with a
1: company being a transaction is that that's measurable and you will be held to that.
0: Yeah. You agreed on a number for X amount of hours and all my attention and all the talent I bring to the table during certain hours, I'm going to get... Whatever the number is, money plus benefits. And I, I can say, I'm doing more work, and so you owe me more money. You cannot say, I'm putting more into this relationship with my sister, and your sister give you more money. Like, that's not how that or works. Or more anything. Yeah, or yeah. more anything. Like, I, I have tried... My sister and I have had like a really interesting relationship for most of our lives. And at some points I've tried to make it transactional. Mm. I've tried to tell her like, I'm putting more in than you. I expect more out of you. That's not how that goes. Mm. If, (laughs) if she were an employee, I would have fired her a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But like, I, but like, that's not how that goes. If I were a business with my sister, my sister and I's relationship with her business, I'd be operating at a loss all Mm. the time because I am putting more into it than I feel like I'm getting out of it. But I keep trying because I love her. A business will just fire you. That's the transaction.
1: Another way that businesses are not a family, Cheryl, mm-hmm. is that businesses produce something, a product, a service, a line of hair products, a line of fabulous bags, chairs, software as a service, software as a service. <laughs> Families don't do that shit. No, they produce children, but like maybe if you want to. Yeah, I guess. If you want to, I mean, like, OK,
0: produce it's weird. It's weird to think about producing children that way.
1: Well, and at this time in uh, social history, your children are no longer an economic asset to you.
0: Right, totally. Like, you're no longer making children to create farm hands. Thank God. Yeah, I was definitely born in the right era, actually. But it's no
1: longer that way. It's a social unit.
0: It is more a function of society than it's a function of business.
1: So, to that end, you are judged on how much you contribute to the production. And to our earlier point, you will get replaced if you are not contributing sufficiently, according to that transaction or that contract, if you're not producing.
0: Yeah. Like I I can't, (laughs) I can't replace my sister. Mm -hmm. Like if she's not putting into this relationship as much as I am, I one can't fire her. She's still my sister. And two, I also can't replace her with another sister. That's right. Like I can, I can pick friends and like, and like fill that hole. My therapist asks me to this all the time. Like I can fill the void in my emotional needs, but that friend of mine is never going to be my sister. I can't, I can't make her that way after a certain age, you can't adopt either. So I couldn't even ask my parents, how like, hey, could you adopt Holland? Like, right? Like it's not a, it's not, it's not a vibe as the kids say. You're just stuck with your family. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's not a conveyor belt. It's not an assembly line. You can't pick and choose. You can't cherry pick. They are who they are. That's right.
1: And just to put a really fine point on it, Cheryl, let us not forget you are fully replaceable
0: in a business setting. No matter what happens to you, your job will be posted in two days, well, two weeks. Let's give HR (laughs) some grace. Like it'll be, it'll be posted. They'll be hiring for it. You're just a cog in a machine and and you provide value, but like you're not invaluable. And they would
1: honestly prefer to have someone who is faster and cheaper than you. Mm -hmm. So even if you didn't leave, if they could find someone who did your work faster and cheaper or easier to work with, why wouldn't they? They Mm -hmm. should.
0: And try saying those sentences about any member of your family. That sounds really icky. And that's because you love your family members. You don't love your coworkers. You don't love the system you're working in. You might like them. You might be friends with them. You might be besties with them. But you exist in a system in relationship to each other. And the moment you pop out, they're going to pop someone else back in there. They may like that person better. It doesn't matter. It's a business.
1: Yeah. And we have to make this distinction again. Um, We made it in...
0: Hold for reference.
1: In episode thirty-two, there's no such thing as a dream job. We have to make a distinction between the people and the company. We can, we can, we can love people at work. Yeah, we can value them as human beings um, who make a difference in our lives. But at the end of the day, it is a transactional relationship, even with those people you love, and it's it's hard it's hard. And, and, and when a company says we're like a family, that, that blurs the lines to your disadvantage.
0: Mm-hmm. I keep, I feel like we're beating this horse to death, but I feel so passionately about this phrase. Like as soon as I hear it just grates on my nerves, like mm-hmm. no matter who it's from. And, and at the end of the day, like family cares, business doesn't. Yeah. The people like to your, to our point in episode 32. Thank you. <laughs> um, at some like you might really love your manager, but at the end of the day, she will have to represent the company in firing you for whatever reason it is, or or laying you off. Like she's gonna have to represent the company at the end of the day. There's there's a there's a power differential between the two of you.
1: There's a power differential, and there's this there's this real thing where even your bestie, who's a manager, which we actually talked about in episode ten, will choose to fire you over losing her own job every single time. That's right. Every individual in corporate America, and they should, they should, and they will keep their job over yours when given the choice.
0: This is Adam Smith. Every individual in a free market system acting in their own self-interest is the invisible hand that drives the market. That's what we're dealing with. Ugh. God bless Adam Smith. <laughs>
1: but like, this just got really, really <laughs> heavy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but like, like everyone in the system is working to their own self-interest and keeping, to your point, keeping their job, yeah. keeping their rapport with their manager. And if that means letting you go, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. But like, you you don't have those feelings about your family. In fact, it's the opposite. You would die to keep your family member alive. You would absolutely trade places with them. And and that's that's what keeps the family unit strong. But if you've got a company who's asking you to do that, Mm -mm. Mm -mm.
1: that's where it gets really dangerous because that way of thinking means trusting them and you shouldn't.
0: When your company's asking you to trust them like you trust your family, that means you'd blindly go wherever they're leading. And like- where they're going, you might not want to go. It's probably not in your best interest. Like you can trust your family members because they have the unit at hand. They're willing to sacrifice their life for you. But when a company is asking you to sacrifice your life for them, I don't love it. And if you start if you start drinking that Kool-Aid, you're going to just let them guide your career. You're going to get complacent.
1: As you would with expecting your mother's love. Totally, You can be complacent. Like in the ideal scenario, again, making space to acknowledge that Not all family situations are ideal, and we understand that, and we -hmm. get it. We really do. But you should be able to... Complacently, in quotes, totally. expect the love of your family,
0: and and expect the decisions they're making are in the best interest of the family. Yeah. So, like for example, we did not live in Texas my entire life. Shh, don't tell anybody. That's a huge disclosure. You <laughs> know, we Just, moved here when I was ten, um, which is a lot. <laughs> the, the eyebrows. I'm not, you're. I don't. Okay. <laughs> it's public. It's out. You shouldn't say where those ten years were, but okay. No, that's that's for if you know, you know. Um, but like when I was ten. My parents sat me down and they said, we're moving to Texas. And I I, I was like, first of all, my first question, you'll appreciate this, is do they have country music there? Oh, my God. This is why
1: it's like no one can believe that you weren't here. Exactly. Exactly.
0: I was like Texas at heart since I was born. And my mom was like, yep, they have country music there. And I was like, okay. But other than that, implicit trust. Yes. Then I, I expected that like whatever they were doing and why we were moving and what we're like, I didn't understand really the job thing. Like how, how jobs work at the time. We've come so full young. circle. <laughs> um, like, I, I just trusted that like, okay, my family's gonna exist in Texas as presently constituted. Nothing's gonna change. My parents still love me. And God bless it, they have country music. I'm God in. Bless exactly. it. God bless. Exactly. God bless <laughs> Texas. But yeah, like that's that's where that's where like a family, you trust that the head of the family is gonna make a decision in your best interest. You should not ever be trusting a CEO, the way you trust your mother or your father to make a decision for the family to move you across the country and make more money. Anytime a C-suite is making a decision for the company, they're making it the best interest of the company. And that means they could be taking on more venture capital. They could be taking on more debt. They could be laying off people. They could be investing. They, they could be changing be. the vision, like the changing the to- of the company, mm-hmm, right? Totally. And like, I'm going to pick on Mark Zuckerberg for a second, but like, He and the Facebook board decided they wanted to get into the metaverse thing, right? So they have a day to make an announcement. Their stock started at 325 that day. And as we ramped up to the announcement about what this big thing was, their stock was climbing. It was wild. And then as soon as Mark said, and he built this whole like vision for the future of like the metaverse and virtual reality and all these things, right? But as soon as he really got down to the action item, he said, what this means for Facebook is... We're going to invest more in gaming. Their stock started plummeting, and that was a few months ago. Today, just a couple weeks ago, at the time of this recording, even they announced that they are freezing hiring. And if that's not a signal that they chose maybe to allocate those resources wrong, I don't know. Or maybe this was part of the plan all along. But either way, the point is human beings that work for a company are not family. They're resources. They are a line item and they will be allocated as necessary in order to put up more capital for acquiring gaming companies. Maybe Facebook decided they need to trim the fat on the staff that they've hired. And like, I hate to say this, but human beings are always a cost. Human capital, always a cost. Your salary, a cost. And you're always expecting more money out of them because that's your job if you (laughs) play by our rules. Um, and they're always driving to get that same amount of work done for as cheap as possible. So if you get too expensive, they're going to let you go. But your family won't. Like they're not are Could you imagine my parents like, so Vanessa, they don't have country music in Texas. So we're, we're going to get a here. new daughter yeah, who, exactly. who doesn't need that. Yeah, exactly. Like, OK, that's a weird conversation to have. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like
1: totally. And it should be mm-hmm, totally. But this isn't weird in corporate America. This is because un- inherently we should know that this is how it works. This is what this episode is all about.
0: Let's talk about family owned companies for a second because I think this is where this like we trade our employees like family probably stems from. There are mm-hmm. a whole lot of like, you know, companies in the 50s or 60s that started as like two brothers. And so now the company culture is like we treat everybody like family. Those two brothers may be dead. Right. But like.
1: Right. It's like Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's literally a,
0: like I don't know if it still
1: is in their tagline, but <laughs> it, it <is>. definitely was.
0: <laughs> it's probably their their interpretation of it is. We make products for families, which I support. So Johnson Johnson is not a red flag. You can work that. Okay, That's acceptable. <laughs> Don't sue me. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Sorry, but like, But like family-owned companies are the perfect example of where this is really blurred and why it's a problem. So let's say that you work at a family-owned company and you work side by side with the son and you guys are doing the same work, same work, same work. It's doing fantastic. And all of a sudden the son decides not to do his work mm. and you keep going. You're, you're carrying the entire division mm. on mm. your back economic downturn happens they need to cut resources they need to lay some people off so when it comes down to firing my son or the person who's doing all the work I'm gonna bite the bullet and fire the person who's doing the work because I know on some level I could probably whip my son into shape and I definitely want to return home to my wife's bed at the end of the day and I will not do that if I've just fired my son it's never going to happen. Cause you're not. I don't know how to tell anybody this, this way, but like, this is what you're up against though, as like an employee of a family company is blood were... runs deep. Yes. And I, I just realized like, as we're, as we're reviewing the notes for this episode, it's so aristocratic. It's so English. It's so like, you are born into this, right? Rather yeah. than you earned it. And it's so yeah. anti-American. I mm-hmm. hate it. So the answer is no, <laughs> I wish you could see Holland's face. The answer is no, we don't work for family companies because we are not This is not landed gentry territory. I want to work and I want to be recognized for the work that I do. My value is having control over my career. I refuse to
1: place, I refuse to place my next three moves in anybody else's hands. And this is why we need you to be really careful around this language. Really, really careful. Because to Vanessa's point, that means it's toxic. It's the largest and reddest red flag.
0: (laughs) Of all the flags that were ever red. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And and honestly, you got to get out. Do it right. We've got thirty four episodes of content.
0: Yeah. On how to do that. Back it up quittings for everyone. Yep.
1: Um
0: that's episode one. Thank you for the reference.
1: Anytime. I I know that
0: one. Yeah. You I know. don't have to look it up. <laughs>
1: um but yeah, that's you know, upper management tends to use the phrase we're like family. I've heard it's a red flag. You would be right about that. Vanessa, have you ever worked at a company that has claimed it is like family or that is actually a family owned (laughs) company? Hell yeah. Ugh.
0: It's the, it's the actual worst. In fact, I have a rule that is don't work for family owned businesses, but I've actually broken it several times in hopes that they were different. They're not, they're super Mm. not from super big companies to super small companies. They're just not. So now I super fucking don't, I refuse to do it. And, and I have gone so far as to like turn down jobs. I got offers and I did my did my very best stalking I've ever done in my life <laughs> and found that like somewhere in their organizational structure, somebody was related at the C level and I was like, fuck it, I'm out.
1: I've done that same shit too. I just like, no. you don't move forward. Mm-hmm. You can't because it's, you're putting yourself in a position of not power. Yeah,
0: which we don't support here. <laughs> no. Ask your
1: no, because it is a transaction. You should be able to leverage that transactional relationship to your benefit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to your benefit.
0: And suddenly it becomes not a meritocracy. Like it becomes, I'm never going to be evaluated fully on what I can provide. I'm always going to be up against this thing. I have no ability to change, which is the fact that we're related. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like, if, if you take that concept and pull it into a company that is not a family run company, it's a similar problem. They're trying to get you to, to like double down on we're in this together. We can do hard things together. There's some loyalty here that, that transcends the paycheck. Ooh. That's when they start paying you less.
1: Yes, like because guys, if they can get you emotionally, then they don't have to pay you anymore. God that's damn it. Right.
0: That's right. Because that, then the CEO will stand up and say, like, we're facing these unprecedented times to, together and we really need to band together and volunteer. Our t- like no. Volunteer? No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, I have some horror stories for you, girl, but I can't talk about them On That's fine. There's some NDAs <laughs> in play. <laughs> but yes, don't do it. So that's all the red flags
1: and the, the reasons redness. that they're red. I don't know, um, but we're gonna take a break, and then when we get when we get back, we're gonna talk about what you were looking for instead.
0: Maybe a green flag.
1: Green flag. Yes. Yes. This episode is proudly brought to you by Vanessa's side hustle. One Hi. of many. <laughs> One turns of several. Out. Yeah.
0: Hacking social. We're convinced social media is not as complicated as your social media manager would like you to believe. We deliver a marketing strategy that's tailor made for your business, customized for your industry and easy to execute so you can reach your ideal client who's ready to spend money with you. That's exactly
1: right and I'd like to mention that all of Hacking Social's clients are ambitious, goal oriented women who are ready to crush it.
0: Exactly. Part of the reason I started Hacking Social is because I realized there's a whole bunch of women just like us who either are starting something or have something going to really successful at it but they're like too small for the Brads and Chads and the MBAs of the world to fuck with. Mm. And, and that's unfair to me everyone needs this information like how to run solid successful organic social paid social whatever whatever it is do you need to be on all the channels no you need to be on the channels where your people are and that's why I started that
1: what I personally love about hacking social is that Vanessa gives you options she can do everything for you start to finish or she can give you the pieces you can do yourself or she can find people to do it for you like she's got a whole network of people who work for like with her that allow you access to whatever level of support you need for your business the strategic mind is all Vanessa but you know the execution can can be negotiated which is really nice
0: So yeah, if you need to talk through some social, I'm a huge proponent of contributing to every conversation I'm in. So everyone and their mother turns out gets an hour free discovery call. You can schedule that at hacking.social. Yes, that's our real website. You do not need a.com, a.net, a.org, nothing, hacking.social. And I'm looking forward to talking to you.
1: the break and Vanessa's going to tell us a little bit about what to look for language-wise when referring to the people in a company.
0: Cheryl, what you're looking for is team language. A team and a family might look really, really similar, but they're totally different. A team works together, they're banded together for a common purpose and a common goal with the understanding that each of them is still an individual. And they have their own strengths and they have their own weaknesses, but together as a unit, they can operate as this really cool machine almost, right? Yeah. Like I, I, I love studying SEAL teams because they choose their members for very specific reasons. In order to pick a good SEAL team, you're looking for people that are humble, that are committed to a cause, that know how to get shit done. Bringing that back to corporate America, because you know, I'm not joining (laughs) a SEAL team anytime soon. (laughs) You're looking for team language. You're looking for management style language. You're looking for, there's a common cause that we're up against. We're doing this thing together. And like, that's our mission, vision, value statement. This company together is looking to be the best at, Blank. That's a thing we can drive to, right? Like, or we're looking to innovate. We're looking to provide this solution to these people. I mean, you're looking for a brand statement God, all of a sudden. Yeah. Exactly, I was like, you're looking for a really well-crafted brand statement. If you don't have one, call me. Um, but like, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for that team mentality, not family mentality. Anything that sounds even remotely like family, GTFO, but as long as it doesn't sound like they're trying to find a euphemism for family. Yep. Green flag.
1: Cheryl, now that we've talked about why the word family is such a red flag in corporate America, oh at the end of the day, you need to keep the main thing the main thing. That's you, your career, and what you want. And we can tell you for damn sure you're not going to get at a company that's family run and you're not going to get at a company that acts like they are. <laughs> Snaps. Go <laughs> off. I Agreed. So Cheryl, I expect you to be looking for a new job
0: soon. <laughs> uh-huh. We're here for you. Let us know how it goes.
1: a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, WorkWives.
0: Yeah, totally. A hundred percent. hundo. I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to try to add to that because Holland just <laughs> mic drop that shit. But don't drop the mic. We don't drop these mics. We don't touch them either. There are some what people who name? shall remain nameless. I will not call him out. But he is an incredible podcaster on LinkedIn. And he touches this goddamn mic. I'm like, you spent $100 on this arm that defies gravity. So you don't touch the thing. So don't touch it. It's also big and cylindrical next to your mouth. Like, I don't know how you touch it. And not- anyway, it's fine. <laughs> okay. There's your blooper. <laughs>